The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 19th of February, 2018, and we do this all the time. And when you see the gentleman I'm going to have in here very shortly, you're going to know why if you read up on anything on Dr. Joe Vitale. I got to tell you, before we start, this is a dream come true. And we've been talking about intentions, how you think from the inside out. What I call it, I mean, I do it a little bit different because of the weight room and everything, but, you know, as I always say, you know, uh, we, we dream from the inside out, we basically take our, our, our strength and our strength perception and just push it out, but we'll get into that another time. But, um, number one, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, and out through your mouth sh- slowly, and repeat. I am a winner, I am a champion, and I am unstoppable. Why? Because is that not far better to talk to yourself that way than tell yourself you can't do any of these things? And when you hear what we're going to talk about, this all cooks with Dr. Joe's brand new book, Anything is Possible, Seven Steps for Doing the Impossible. Next, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc., our first big product, 14 modules on everything you want to know about training, at least what we do out in the FBC Steel and Stone Yard here, which is about 15 feet from where I'm talking, you talk about dips, pullovers, high shrugs, stone lifting, sandbag lifting, just the attitude here with me, because it's that New York drive as hard as you can attitude, no matter what, and out there, the strength resolve, as I call it, that is where I start, that is where I formulate, and that is what I love, absolutely, so go out there, check that out, we'd love to have you purchase it, and I will help you in any way I can, because I'm giving free consultation right now for anything, come on in, talk to me what's on your mind, I will give you everything for free. That's the way we do things here, and that's a good way to build business and good, lasting relationships. Also, our Prosperity Conscious page, that's what we're talking about here. With all these different laws, if you give, 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 you need to receive back. There are three places you can go out. There's a $25 donation in there, a 50 and 100. It all goes to my PayPal account. It all gives you some time with me, the first, the middle, and the last, the 50 and 100 for consultation. But all three gives you the first module of Winners and Champions, Inc. called The Beginning. And what better way to start your journey is to begin. Next, go out to um, Fiorello Barbell Co. That is going to be, if you go out to our YouTube channel there, Fiorello Barbell Company, real men, real strength, real power. Go on out there. I'm telling you right now, I put a bunch of stuff up today. We're doing more and more video, and we will be doing more and more. And don't forget about our brand new 
um, Manly Men's Movement page. That's out on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. I've had people for over two years. You guys are always talking about testosterone build, the movements, everything. Are you ever going to do a page? Yes. It's been, it'll be up in almost two weeks. I believe Wednesday it is. Get out there, get involved, start a thread. Come on. Remember, men don't apologize for being men, but be kind to your wives and girlfriends and your children, and it works the other way. Reciprocate and love one another totally. So check that out. Also, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Look at, we've got over 800 shows there in just a little over three years. And I cut back because I had to do so many other things with the business. I'm a road warrior, and we have the best people out there in the world. I'm telling you, go out and look. It is awesome, awesome content. Also, sign up for a free newsletter at MotivationMuscle.com. When you sign up, they'll go right to my MailChimp account, and you will get whatever I put out into your mailbox. And, and, and that is really what it's all about. Now, with that in mind, I am going to give you a little information on Dr. Joe Vitale. Now, well, we'll get into this more, but I'm going to, I want to get him in here. Number one, Dr. Joe Vitale is a prolific author of many best-selling books, including The Attractor Factor, Zero Limits, and his latest, The Miracle, Six Steps to Enlightenment, and anything is possible, seven steps to doing the impossible. One of the world's top motivational speakers, he is a popular star of the movie The Secret and an internationally famous expert on the law of attraction and clearing beliefs. Dr. Joe created the Miracles Coaching Program to help people achieve their dreams. Once homeless, he is today a model of prosperity who believes in miracles and has spent the last four decades learning to master the skills of channeling the pure creative energy of life without resistance. And before I bring Dr. Joe in, I want to read this quick because I don't want to forget this. This is very, very important too. This is by our pal Steve Jack, who please keep him in your prayers April 1996, Volume 4, Number 1 of Milo. If a Tree Falls by Steve Jack. If a tree falls in the forest, are you man enough to move it? By the end of the first week of my medieval lit, I knew I was in trouble. All I could handle the term papers and most of the old English, I was, however, having trouble relating to my classmates. We'd read legends of heroic knights and warriors, epic poetry of steadfast seafarers, and yet, when class dismissed, they'd prance to the sweet shop for coffee and cream puffs, while I, frothing at the mouth and battle-ready, would bolt to the nearest field to throw hammers and stones. Why? I was inspired. Inspiration is not a passive word. It is built on the Latin root for spiritus, from which we get spirit and literally means breath or inhale. Yogis and pearl divers aside, there's not a lot to be gained from holding one's breath. I believe it is equally futile to stockpile one's mental arsenal and never wage war. Now back to our tree. It seems to have fallen and blocked your path. Some will no doubt stand around quibbling as to whether it actually made a sound. How about you? And in the picture of Steve... Steve Jack lifts one after the other of the two blue stones of Old Old Daly in Carrick, Scotland. And we wish Steve our prayers and our support. Now, uh, before I bring Joe in, 
We are going to talk about his brand new book, Anything is Possible, Seven Steps for Doing the Impossible. And one thing I love he's done, and the books I have him, uh, I love Hono, Pono, Pono, and I hope we can get him back for that. Joe, Dr. Joe Vitale, um, honor, sir. Happy New Year, and welcome to the family, my friend. Thank you very much. I'm finally invited into the inner circle. Finally. Yes. Um, Great moment. Um, Give out any information I missed, uh, websites, anything you want like that, Dr. Joe. And here's something that everyone's going to be very surprised, I think, is we have many mutual friends, and they are mentioned in Dr. Joe's book. So you ought to really go take a peek at that. But anything I missed, sir, please uh, put it out. Oh, my goodness. I have so many websites. I guess the portal site is mrfire.com. That's M R. F-I-R-E dot com www.mrfire.com that'll take you to my blog my podcast, my videos my shopping cart my books, my DVDs my music, my courses my coaching pack a lunch and go to mrfire.com you'll be there a while yeah, I mean you, you've uh, well you figure four decades you've uh, really accumulated uh, quite a bit of material, and as I see as being a young entrepreneur, it's the same thing that's happening here. All right, we're going to go over this book, and I love this book. Um, I ordered it. Amazon is great. I'm not giving them a plug. I'm not getting anything, but it was here in two days, and we're going to go over, well, we can go over whatever Dr. Joe would like, but I'm sure this is what he wants to hit. We're going to talk about the seven steps to doing the impossible. Now, if you would like, Dr. Joe, why don't you give us just a, a, a little synopsis of why, obviously, and we're going to get into step one, which is choose, please. Why? I mean, why the book? Yeah, I mean, it, it's very interesting because, you know, yeah. when, when I read this, I mean, obviously, you weren't involved in bending nails or scrolling no. or any of that. So, obviously, I know with David and, and, and a few other people involved with it, you know, you got into this and you got into this full bore which is is incredible so right. you know what what did you see i mean what tell everybody out there what piqued your interest to begin this journey uh that's a great question i think the the short answer is dennis rogers who we all know the great yep. strongman had uh lunch with me one day a few years ago it was my first time to meet him and he brought a bolt, he brought a wrench, he had a frying pan, he brought it all in the restaurant, and he bent it, folded it, rolled it up before my eyes. <laughs> and I found it breathtaking. It was like the comic book heroes from when I was a kid were suddenly in front of me, and that nothing was solid anymore, and that you can use your mind, and you can direct your muscle, and you can actually make things happen. Yep. And Dennis had offered to teach me how to do a lot of that, but he said it would take six months, and I just didn't see my commitment in doing it at the time. Plus, I don't think that we could have gotten together enough to do it. So I let it go. But a few years passed, and then he and Iron Tamer David Whitley were doing an event in Austin, Texas, about an hour from where I live. And it's an old-time strongman university. And they said, in this weekend, we're going to teach you how to bend things and tear phone books and this, that, and the other. And I thought, my God, this is my moment. I don't have to spend six months learning. I spend two days learning. Mm -hmm. So I went there, and I went there and discovered that I was the oldest person in the room. I'm 65 now. 
And I think the only other person near my age was Dennis himself. Everybody else was in their 30s or 20s. I was also the most out-of-shape person in the room because everybody there was an athlete. They were already doing strongman stuff. I was also the least trained in strongman material. I had no training whatsoever. I had witnessed it, but never tried it, never had anybody tutor me. And everybody in the room had already been to strongman events before. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, my God, am I out of my comfort zone? But here's the cool thing. I kind of like being out of my comfort zone. There's a rush there. There's an excitement there. There's an adrenaline there. There's a pump there that's a little scary but a lot exciting. And so that day, the very first thing that Dennis told us we were going to do, we were going to slam a nail through a board with our fist. And I thought, oh, my God, what have I signed up for? <laughs> and he said, we're all going to take turns, so you'll do it in front of the room. So meaning there's no escape unless I dart out the door now, and I'm not going to be running as the coward here. And the big thing he took me, and you know from reading the book, because this is one of the key stories in the book, mm -hmm. is that he said, the only thing that's going to stop you from succeeding is your mind. Yes. Oh, that was so good for me to hear. This is what I teach in all other areas of life, but not in strongman training. I didn't know about it. And so when he said your, your unconscious mind is going to try to pull back as you are slamming your hand down, you're consciously going to want to put it through the board, but your subconscious is going to want to protect you, and you're going to pull back, you're going to abort, you're going to do something to throw it off. That's exactly what goes through life when people go for any goals. They say they want more money, yet a part of them thinks money is evil. So they got a conscious intention saying, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to attract money, earn money, achieve money. And then they got this unconscious part of them that says, no, money's bad. Keep it away. Right. Well, that's exactly what Dennis was teaching me. So I made the mental decision right there that I was slamming the nail through. I just told my unconscious mind, we are in agreement. I am not going to be hurt. I am putting a freaking nail through this board and I'm doing it now in front of everybody. And I, I can relive the moment because I handed my camera to somebody and I said, film this. And he got the few seconds where the, my hand came down, the nail went through the board, and there is just a fraction of a second where I'm looking in disbelief that it actually worked. And Dennis and David had me pose and the crowd went crazy <laughs> and I realized right then that I like this. I like this. Yeah. Um, and, Go, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, I can talk forever. You better, you better Okay. Interrupt. All right. Well, I'll tell you this. Did you notice with that? This is what I want to ask you because I'm going to, I'm going to connect the dots to the stone lifting, especially when yeah. you go away for a big one. Did you notice when you popped that nail through the board like that, how quick it happened? It was almost, uh, this is what happens to me, and I'm sure this is how it went, but I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of this. There's times out in my yard getting ready to go away for Iceland, and I have every type of stone, whether I've made them or I've designed steel ones to load with shot that are like the Husafel to carry, et cetera, et cetera. There's been times with anything back there that it would be so heavy, I ended up lifting and exploding it, and whether it was to stand up or take off and walk, I had to basically, because everything's filmed, but I had to basically almost stop for a second and say, did I just do that? Is that how you felt with the, your hand again, hitting the nail through the board? Absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely correct. 
I'm so glad I had that guy film me because yep. I can look at that video. In fact, when I travel around the world, I play the video. It's only like eight seconds long. Yeah. I tell them what happened. And I say, here I am. and I'm about to do it. And when I put my hand through the board, I pull back yep. and I'm staring because in that little moment, time and space and belief paradigms shifted forever. Yep. In yep. that moment. It happened so quickly that for a moment I had to reprocess it. My computer system in my head jammed for a moment. It's like, I did what? Yeah. This yep. is why I even titled my book Anything is Possible because after that event and many of the other things I did during that training with Dennis and David, I started to conclude I don't think anything's impossible. No. That that let me let me tell you something. Yeah. People don't realize, we call it around here because it is a lifestyle, I'm sure you know when I say the words, physical culture. It's a not a 90-day fix. It's a lifetime of achievement with your spiritual side, your mental side, and definitely the physical side. And I'm doing a lot of things right now with rewiring the frontal lobe. I, 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 I could, oh my God, I could talk to you for a month. But I'm telling you right now, it, it, the weight room out there, this is what I'm going to say. This is from 30 years of training. Um, had the greatest parents in the world. The reason why I got into weightlifting, Dr. Joe, was I had a brother, my brother Jimmy. He had Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is the deadliest form of it, and we mm-hmm. lost him very early in life. And, I'm, and my parents, uh, the best family you could ever have. I mean, five kids, the whole deal. And I was frightened. And I used to ask my parents, can I get this? And they're like, no, you can't get it. You're right. Well, I'll tell you what, and I'll make it quick, and I want to get right into the seven. Um, but this is very important. Um, I was at a com- I was at a regular store one day, and I was looking through comic books, like all of us guys do. I saw The Incredible Hulk, and my life changed forever. Because I always, I felt from that day on, if I can build my body, like, now this is a young kid talking, not a grown man now. Mm-hmm. If I can build my body like the Incredible Hulk and be as powerful as he was, I will never get muscular dystrophy like Jimmy. So that was my, that Jimmy, Jim, everything here is dedicated to Jimmy anyways. But that, I'm looking at him right across from me, my beautiful brother. This oh. is, this is what wrangled everything in to where we are today. And, and this is what I'm going to tell you, and we're going to get right into this. The, 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 the gym outside, the, the, the strength world where I live outside, it, it is definitely right on par with the lifestyle my parents gave to all of us. Without the gym, I don't know what I would have ever been. We've taken a ton of lumps and bruises with the businesses here. I just keep coming back. I won't lay down no matter what you do to me. And it's all from out there. It's from training alone. It's Mm. from thinking. It's from growing. It's from, I'm working with a a gentleman named John McKean. I read about him as a child in Hard Gainer. I'm doing these mashing mid-range power rack work that would saw people in half right now. And I'm making gains (laughs) like you couldn't believe. But look, we, we can get into that more. Let's talk about, and well, how's this? Comment on anything you want. If not, let's go right into step one with choose, which I love this right here. So take it away, my friend. Well, I love your energy and I love your stories. And I can see where we can keep running down rabbit holes, but they'll all be interesting because they're just fascinating stories here. Thank you. Uh, 
on my the cover of my book, and I know people don't have it in front of them, but I just want to read the subtitle because this is a clue to why I was doing strength training and what I've done with what I've done with the strength training. Uh, anything is possible. Mind-expanding secrets for achieving your biggest, boldest, most bodacious goals discovered while bending nails, bolts, bars, and horseshoes by hand. So what I've done is write, written a self-help book for the masses, and it's not about teaching them how to bend horseshoes or bars or nails. It's about how to use what I learned from bending that stuff and apply it to goals and other places in their lives. This is why the very first two steps in the book are all about intention. The yep. very first one is simply about choosing. Because the vast majority of people, you know, Henry David Thoreau said people are, men are leading lives of quiet desperation. Mm -hmm. Most people are walking around as victims. They're just bouncing off of circumstances. They're entirely unconscious. They don't respond to even anything going on. They just react to what's going on and they react from unconscious beliefs. So they're not really going anywhere that's being directed by their conscious will. And what I've taught in all of my books and in all of my movie appearances and my speaking engagements is that intention rules. Mm -hmm. Intention is where you start your inner motor. But intention is where you also have declared you're going to have, do, or be something. And that intention moves you in the direction of whatever it is that you've declared. So this intention is a way to kickstart your life. It's like getting in a fast race car and it's, the one, it's where you turn the engine. You say, I'm going, and I'm going in this direction. So the very first step is about deciding, what do you want? But I don't stop there, because I want to go to step two real quick. Right. Step two is where you elevate. And this is another one. Most people don't even do intentions. I mean, they don't think about it. Your audience probably does. But the next step is to go, what would be bigger, bolder, badder, more bodacious than the intention you've already stated? So in other words, I want you to stretch. I want me to stretch. Uh, right now, as we're making this recording, uh, our Tesla buddy, Musk, has sent a car into outer space. And I think that is one of the most brilliant, audacious, absurd, yet genius things to do. He could just say, I'm sending my, my ship into space, which is great. That's an intention, and he followed through on it. But he also had this wild idea. I wrote a book on P.T. Barnum. Yep. And this is very much a Barnum moment when he said, well, I'm going to put a car inside mm -hmm. and send that into space. In my second step, I got this line that a billionaire once said, if you go to a party and you tell the people at the party what your goal is, your intention, or your, your outcome, and they don't think you're crazy, then you haven't thought big enough. Yeah, I love that because I'll tell you, and you've probably heard it with all the bending. Here, here, here's uh, they constantly harp on me. You're going to go back to Iceland for the third time. I said absolutely. Well, why? Because I said I have a date with destiny there. Okay, why, why, why are you going to go to Scotland? I said because I want to. But that's not enough. I said it is enough. My intention is to go there and respect every stone that's laying on that ground. But I'm going to destroy every stone in sight. All right, and 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 people, I don't think people mean it mean it in a in a in a in a rough way towards you or a bad way towards you. Some people are are envious or jealous or whatever you want, but 
they don't understand. I try to tell people. You know, I've ha- I train people here, and we start them out on body weight. I don't care who you are because I'm a believer in mastering your body weight before you touch anything. Secondly, I'm a big obviously I love barbells. There's the barbell and the power rack to me are the two best things ever made by human beings. In fact, I got one for a plan right now you've never seen before. But that's a whole other thing. And then I'll say to him like this, Dr. Joe, I'll be like would you like to uh, get into some sandbag work? So I never use the word try because our motto here is we don't try, we succeed. Um, I never use, I don't like that word. I, I don't like a lot with failure now. I use setbacks. I like that better, that verbiage. So the next thing you know, you got them using sandbags. And we're doing various forms of uh, movements. And then I'll say to them like this, because if you saw my yard, you would die. The uh, I got a 95-foot driveway. Um, the last third of it, it, and they're all organized. They look great. They all look like a, a, a wall of rock. I have stones. The last 35 feet with some of the biggest monster tires you've ever flipped in your life. And on the other side that's lagged into my garage wall because I live in New York, uh, we have six-by-sixes below the frost line. And there's chains and all kinds of things I've invented to lift the Husafel stone, et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm saying here is this, Dr. Joe. When you talk about possibilities and you talk about choosing things and intention and bigger and bolder things to go after in your life. This is what it's all about. They come back here, they don't want to even do body weight. Next thing you know, they're doing body weight and excelling at it. They don't want to lift sandbags. Next thing I know, and here's the greatest thing of all, especially the younger kids that play football and things, next thing I know, I've got them carrying anywhere from a 50 to a 150-pound stone up and down the driveway. Now, and I'm going to give this right to you. Now, this is these are things that are measurable. Mm-hmm. And it, they're not only measurable with strength. Think about, I'm, I'm so excited about all this rewiring I'm doing. But I'm always thinking to myself, when I'm carrying that big 350-pound stone down the driveway, I know somewhat what's going on, but I don't. What's going on in my head right now? What's flashing back and forth? What's allowing me to hold and strangle that stone so it doesn't fall and break both of my feet? You know, what, what is causing the days when I can only maybe get 50 feet with it today and then I'll brush down 95? So when you talk about bigger, bolder, better, that's what it is, man. You walk in there, you have a preconceived idea of what you're committing to for that day or for the next six months, but it's like everything. Life is a wonderful train ride to me. It's zigging and zagging and up and down. Go ahead and take it away, my friend. (laughs) I love it. Well, step three is about seeing is believing. And what I'm talking about here is it's learning how to operate your own mind. Mm -hmm. For example, when you state a goal, so we're going to state an intention in the first step. We're going to make it even bigger in the second step. But the third step, we want to make a graphical um, representation of it. So in other words, this is where some people make a whiteboard or a vision board, and they'll create a great big poster, and they'll put pictures of the body that they want or the award that they want or the amount of money that they want. What they're doing is trying to program their brain to go for and achieve this target. So what we're doing here is activating the reticular activating system, 
which is already in our human mind. It's already at the base of the, the back of the brain, at the top of the spinal cord, and it's programmed to keep us surviving. So it's already working. We're already surviving. We've got one that's operating. But most people don't know that they can actually program it for something else. So here's how to program a reticular activating system. The first is find or create an image that represents the end result of your intention. I talk to people about attracting new cars, so it's real easy for me to say, go to wherever car dealership on the uh, internet is and use their car configurator, make the car that you want, print it out, and then put it everywhere so you can see it. And what you're doing is telling your brain, your reticular activating system, I want this. And if it's lifting or bending metal or wrenches or something, you might have pictures of people folding the bench or the wrenches or other examples. That's the first step. The second step is you need to supply emotion. You cannot create without emotion. That's very important. Most people are creating by default and they're creating out of fear and they're creating out of worry and they're creating out of hate. And what they get is more to hate, more to worry about, more to, to fear. What I say is fall in love with whatever it is that you want. Find the passion for whatever it is that you want. When I got into strongman stuff on that particular day with David and Dennis, I really got into it. I mean, my energy was off the off the, the charts. It wasn't because I was afraid of anything. It was because I was passionate about it. I was catching the bug, so to speak. Uh -huh. So the second thing is you want to have feeling. You want to have emotion, preferably passion, preferably love, some sort of lust for this image that you want. And then the third thing to activate the reticular activating system is to repeat this. This is why people will, before they go to sleep at night, look at their image or think about their image. They're repeating it at night, every night. They repeat it in the morning when they wake up. They look at their image. Maybe they have a graphic that's on their cell phone. They can look at the cell phone. They can see the award or the accomplishment and they can feel what they're feeling. And they do this repeatedly. So the whole third step here is about creating a vision that sends a signal that is an order, that is a program to turn on that deeper part of your brain, what I'm calling the reticular activating system, and it will assist you in achieving your wild, bodacious goal. It'll lead you through intuition, through nudges, through opportunities, to moments that you, that you are designed to seize and take advantage of. But that'll all come organically because you have programmed this in the deeper part of yourself. Um, um, uh, right now, I'm looking. I have a vision board on the back of my door in my office I'm staring at. I'm staring at Jimmy, a big thing of the Incredible Hulk, and right dead in front of me is the Hussafel Stone. And it's all over the place on me. And I want to get right in the four, I know. But I'll tell you this, Dr. Joe, is very interesting. You know, there's one point in the book especially, I really, I mean, this is really, and it, this has been going off in my head. I read this whole book Saturday afternoon right at my dining room table. I couldn't put it down. And I've got, if you've seen it, it looks, it's just marked everywhere. And I marked this particular page in the corner. And I love this kind of stuff. Um, big fan of Joseph Murphy. You know, the I am, it, it, there, there is something to it. You know, I am is God. We're all God it, with inside. And I love this here when you say, when you're talking about I am. And I'm skipping forward a little bit and we'll go back. But it, it reminds me of everything I'm looking at. I'm a successful business owner. I am wealthy. I am loved. I am healthy. And the reason why I'm bringing that up now, folks, is this. 
I've been reading that constantly, and I'm going to tell you something. I woke up last night with that going off in my head. So it works, I'm telling you right now. But we're going to get to that point. Let's talk about step four. Um, this is very big with people, and I do believe a lot of this, especially when you're not committed to what you want to do, we are planning for setbacks. And a lot of people, unfortunately, which I hope when they read this, will change their ideas. But let's talk about planning setbacks. And we know from the strength world, I, I've read it here, what you were talking about, and I can tell you from multiple years, you're going to have so many setbacks, and if you can't deal with it, you're going to have a very big problem with this. So take it away, my friend. Yeah, step four is something that's relatively new for me. I never even talked about it in some of my earlier books because it didn't occur to me. Mm-hmm. But it was last year that I was performing, I was about to perform live on stage with my band of legends. So I'm a singer-songwriter. I have 15 albums out. I've done you know a bunch of stuff with music. But I hadn't performed live. I've been a studio musician. And my band and a lot of other people kept encouraging me that you got to go and perform. you got to go and do this live. People will love it. Well, I admit that I was terrified of doing it. I didn't even sing in the shower, let alone sing in the car, let alone sing outside of the car in any sort of public arena. But I also knew that I can overcome fears. I have to set a, I have to do everything I'm talking about in my book. Set an intention, make it even bigger, start working on myself, put up my graphic. I also know that when I learn anything, whether it's strength training, fitness, strongman stuff, I go to books. There's wisdom in books, and I'm a book nerd at heart. I'm an author to begin with. So I love books. I'm surrounded by books. i got a big library of strength books and strongman stuff, this, that, and the other. So I started reading everything about performing. And then I started thinking, well, I wonder if there's some people that I can learn from. And, of course, there's YouTube videos. And then I came across something called Masterclass. And Masterclass.com is really wonderful. It's a place where celebrity uh, experts teach their expertise to you over classes that have already been filmed. There's Ron Howard teaching film directing. There's David Mamet teaching screenwriting. And there was Usher teaching performing. Uh Now, Usher is a mega star. I didn't even know who he was, and people said, you shouldn't even say that, Joe. He's so (laughs) big, it doesn't look good that you don't know who he is. Uh, But I took this course with Usher, and it was brilliant. It was life-changing. There were 22 lessons on how to be on stage and how to perform. And one of the big takeaways, which ties into this step four, is he said, you're going to practice, you're going to memorize your material, you're going to rehearse, you're going to visualize everything going well, You're going to feel it real. You're going to do everything you can think of. And on the night of your show, something will go wrong. He told a couple of stories of one time, just at the beginning of a show, he had moved wrong and he broke a rib. Uh He still had two hours of singing and dancing and jumping and performing to do. He had to do it with a broken rib. His whole point was you plan for the possibility of a setback so that if one should happen, you won't be crippled or stopped or dead or dropped in your tracks. My example is, you know, when people get to New Year's or any time and they say they're going to go on a diet, they'll say things like, I'm never going to eat cheesecake again for the rest of my life. And we all know what's going to happen. (laughs) They're going to a birthday party and the greatest cheesecake of all time will be there and they're going to eat it. Now, if they're not mentally prepared for that moment, they will get off their diet and their fitness program that day or the next day. Yep. But 
if they are prepared for the possibility of cheesecake showing up one day and they say, you know, if I eat cheesecake that day, I will forgive myself. I'll work out a little harder that day or the next day, but I'm back on my training program. The idea of planning for a potential setback makes the setback, should it occur, not important. Mm -hmm. It is now something you can handle. And there's one other thing I want to say about this. We talk about failure a lot, and I hate the word failure. In fact, I got to the point where I decided we need to erase the word failure. It has so much negative connotation preloaded into it that the better word is feedback. Uh-huh. If we go to do something and it didn't work out the way we wanted it to work out, it didn't mean you failed. It mean you learned the way that didn't work. And possibly, especially with the strongman stuff, you got some other side benefit. I think it was Adam Glass, one of the strongmen that was at the event that I did with Dennis and David. He had said something like, when he goes to bend nails, he's giving it everything he can. I mean, he's putting all of his strength and his willpower and his endurance and everything behind it. And so he's really working out to bend that damn thing. But if it doesn't bend... He got one hell of a workout. Hell yeah. That's called an isometric. Yes. And if it did bend, then he actually did succeed at bending it. But there's no failure. And that's what step four is all about. It's a different mindset. Part of it is preparing for the possibility of what we're calling a setback, only so that if you have one, you're not stopped by it. And the other part of it is if there is something you call a, a failure or you might have called a failure, look at it for the learning lesson. What did you discover? What was the feedback? It wasn't a negative thing. Look for the positive in that same moment. Well, I'll tell you this. I like what you say on page 90 at the end. I'm a big believer in this. Persistence is a secret to success. It's Mm. something you can practice every day. If I climb a 15-foot rope after 53 years and nine (laughs) months of failing at it, what can you do? What's the rope in your own life? And that, that, that... that parallels everything. It's like, what is it that you've been waiting to do forever? You know, I was talking today on a show. We had a great guy on Gary Clark from the UK. He's a disabled strongman, Dr. Joe. I'm telling you. And one other thing about Adam Glass, because Adam was on here for over two years. You, you, you got to go out and look. If you get a chance sometime, go out to Motivation Muscle, or I'll send the link to uh, Caroline. You got to hear the show he and I and John Bruni did on on power rack training, doing partials. It'll blow your mind. But that's another thing. Um, step five, feel it. I love this. Feel it real. Oh boy, let's take that away. Yeah, feel it real is is an advanced concept. Most people have never even heard of it. I've written about it in a couple different places, including in this book. I actually even wrote a song and recorded it with the Grammy-nominated singer Ruthie Foster called Feel It Real. And so what this is about is, let me see how to explain this. Most people, when they are imagining what they want to have, do, or be, whether it's in the gym or it's outside in the showroom or business, whatever it happens to be, they visualize the end result off in the distance. It's in the future. So they're sitting here and they're imagining lifting the stone in three months or in six Mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. And visualization is powerful. I'm not dismissing it at all. It's proven to work. It's a scientific testament. This is no doubt about it. Visualization works. But what I want to do is take this to an advanced level, and I'm calling it nebulizing. It's 
Nevilleizing is a coined word. It's coined after an author whose name was Neville, Neville Goddard. He wrote a lot of books. But what Neville talked about was pretending that what you want to have, do, or be either happened yesterday, this morning, or right now. So instead of pushing your desired goal out into the future, you bring it into this moment. What does it feel like to drive your brand new sports car? Instead of thinking you're going to buy it next year, it's in your driveway. You Mm -hmm. drove it this morning. You got the keys in the desk. You put yourself into this kind of hypnotic, self-induced trance of holographic feeling to imagine that you already have it. So in other words, when I was going to bend a horseshoe, the horseshoe was another turning point in my life on that same day with David and Dennis at the Strongman University. I'm holding a freaking horseshoe. A horseshoe's built for a horse. It's not built for a man to bend. And I'm holding it, and there's 30 people in front of me rooting me on. And I'm thinking, how in the world am I going to bend this? And Dennis and David are showing me and giving me the, the feel for how to position it to move my body. And it's David, who really has a mystical side to him, who said, you have to imagine that you've already done it. You have to imagine that this thing has melted molecules. You have to imagine that it's melting in your hands. You have to imagine that you did it. Not that I'm about to do it, that I did it. And son of a gun, if that thing didn't bend. Mm -hmm. It bent in my hands. I felt like... um, you talk about the Hulk. Lou Ferrigno's been here. He sat right here in this chair. Yeah. He's come here to, to visit. I know what the guy's strength looks like. I know what his size looks like. I felt like him, <laughs> and I'm not him, and I bet that freaking thing. Yeah. So feeling it real is about implementing this advanced visualization technique. So whatever it is that somebody wants, I don't care what it is, instead of imagining it happening someday, pretend it happened today. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? in your body? What would you think in your mind? What sort of sense of gratitude, appreciation, pride, whatever the different feelings are that come up, that's what you want to feel now. This is all part of what programs your unconscious mind to make it happen. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between fact, uh, reality, and imagination. It doesn't know the difference. So if you can really get into the feeling that you did this, it's already accomplished, the subconscious mind steps up the game to make it real because it thinks it's already real and it has to create reality to match it. So it's a very, very powerful step. Oh, awesome. And we're going to get right into step six. I want to tell you this, though, quickly. When I've been out training, I train mostly alone. You're not going to get a lot of takers to do what I like to do. You Sometimes you do. I've got a couple friends, but few and far between coming over here because, you know, with hours and working and all that. Um, but what I've done now is I did a show on my own recently called Fortitude for Gratitude, and I thanked three people that were very instrumental when I was a young lifter. I'm talking 10 years old. And one was Anthony DeTillo. If you haven't read about him, uh, Dr. Joe, you ought to. You want to talk about unbelievable. Big power rack guy. He had a set of traps. If you looked at him from the back, I've put him up on my uh, Facebook stuff. It looks like a bookshelf. He was so damn big. I mean, unreal. Unreal. So accomplished and smart. He wrote for the old Perry Raider Iron uh, Man many years ago, and he wrote 
in Milo, Randy Strassen, until I think he's been gone 10 years maybe. All right. And then there's John McKean, as I told you, boyhood hero. I'm working with him with all the mashing middies in the rack, which is the hardest point to move. And obviously, um, uh, Steve Jack. Now this, I don't know if people have ever done this, but I do it. It just came into my head. I'll go in there and I know right now maybe, um, I'm going to get under the biggest thing I have in the middies. And I will yell out, Anthony Dottillo, John McKean, and Steve Jack. We are all strength brothers. And I'm not talking it. I'm yelling it where you could probably hear it at the end of my street, literally. Well, I'm going to tell you, folks, you want to talk about, you know, they talk about proprioception and, and the connection with the feet to the brain. I got news for you. I can light fire to my brain from my hands when I twist a bar. And when I get under that bar and I say that, I've never failed, and I don't want to use that word. I have never had a setback. I've had misses, but I've never had a setback. But I, that, that's another thing. But let's get into step six, which is very interesting, because you have your own mastermind group, and that is what step six is, a mastermind group. So take it away, my friend. Yeah, I think step six is crucial, too. It's all about having support. Now, clearly, we can achieve things by ourselves. We don't need to have anybody else there. There's plenty of people who have done it, plenty of stories that prove it. You can do things on their, on your own. But what I've learned is you accelerate your progress, your accomplishment, your strength, your muscle building, your results in life when you have at least one other person who believes in you almost more than you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. So the first level of this is to have a coach or a mentor or an instructor. I've had Scott York is up in uh, Austin, Texas, and he's been my friend and personal trainer for about 10 years. And he would drive down. I have my own gym here. I've got Steve Reeves material. Yep. The actual Steve Reeves gym is universal. All of his little odds and ends, it's all in my gym. And I will have Scott come down here and we can work out over in my gym. And so I've got this other person who is knowledgeable, who is skilled, who can support me, and he can even raise my energy up. So if my energy is a little low, though I get excited because he's showing up and we're going to do this, his energy will bring me up even more, and I think there's a little bit of the same thing going for each other. A step from this is to be in a mastermind. Now, the mastermind is something Napoleon Hill, who wrote Thinking Grow Rich, talked about. He coined it in his 1925 book called The uh, Law of Success. And he said a mastermind is when six or more people get together and they're supporting each other. There's a pool of resources, but it's not just business cards. It's experience, it's education, and there's almost a spiritual collective. They even said that when you have a, a, a mastermind of people and they're all in there to support each other, there's a third mind that is invisible that is above and including all of the minds there. So there's something mystical that takes place. But even if somebody doesn't want to hear the mystical part of this, there's a deep psychology that goes on when you've got people cheering you on. I know that when I did the strongman stuff and they hand me a nail or a deck of cards or the phone book, I had more power because there were 30 people rooting me on yep. 
than if I had been standing in my room or in a closet or even in my gym by myself thinking, okay, now what am I going to do? I'm going to bend this nail. And there's nothing there. There's just me and the nail. Now, just like you pointed out, you can rouse the energy within yourself. You can do techniques. You can come up with mantras. But this step in step six is all about allowing yourself to be coached allowing yourself to have support, allowing yourself to create or be in a mastermind where it's a win-win for everybody involved. It's powerful. It's a priceless thing to be a part of. Absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you right now, there's two There's two phases of that with me. Um, I feel like, especially with the Stones, I mean, you go and you meet up with a large group of people because, you know, it would be either in Iceland or Scotland, Wales, whatever. And you're going to have, a, 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 it's going to be like just a streak of power all around you. But there's one thing that I do believe, and I want to get into seven because I know we're getting near time. Um, you do have to do things on your own, and I want to clarify this totally. I've done things, uh, literally, Dr. Joe, where, and I, I'm, we're gonna, I hope we can do another, I, I have, Literally in weights that were so heavy in partials, I can tell you for sure I walked out of my body and watched me do it. Wow. Now, most people are going to tell me you're fully you-know-what, but I'm here to tell you that's not the case at all, all right? But yeah, there's, one thing, there's one thing I believe to do anything we want to do in life, whether it's bending, lifting rocks, lifting weights, being the greatest entrepreneur in the world, speaker, etc., etc. you got to be able to do things on your own, too. And when you can fortify yourself, like I'm out there in the back by myself, would I like to have some like-minded people out there? It'd probably even be more electric. But what I've done to myself mentally is I've created, like I said, with Steve, with John and with Anthony. I've created this orchestra around me. You know, you talk about, I, I, I've listened to your stuff, when you, your music and, and the inspiration of it. It's similar to me what I've created with this chorus that they might not be there physically, but who cares? I, I can fool myself. And when I do that, it is a very interesting concept of what you can achieve, especially when you're moving such powerful things that the world tells you you can't do it i can do it all right i want to let's uh, let's go into i i love this stuff step seven start where your shoes are now this is awesome take it away yeah it is awesome because so many people uh don't start on the projects they might get to the point where they say okay i've got an intention i'm going to write a book i'm going to open a business i'm going to go in this fitness contest and then they don't do it and one of the big reasons they don't do it is that they are buried under the weight of the goal. And they're thinking, I have to somehow chew my way through this massive boulder that is smothering me. And what I've learned is that, oh, they don't know that you start where your shoes are. You do whatever the baby step is right in front of you. Yep. Much like you said, if somebody comes to you and they say, well, I want to I lift stones or I want to bend rent benches or lift, do powerlifting, and you say, great, let's start with your body right now. Let's work with the body weight exercise. You start with what you have. Mm-hmm. So beginning where your shoes are just means you take a breath, you look down, you go, okay, where I'm sitting right now, what is the first obvious step I need to take that's in the direction of my intention. And here's the magic that takes place. Once you take that step, the next step becomes apparent. 
You take that step, and then the next step becomes apparent. I think it was Steve Jobs who said you cannot connect the dots of success by looking forward. You right. can only connect them by looking from the success backwards. Mm -hmm. And what that means is when you're sitting here thinking, okay, I want to achieve this giant goal, this bodacious goal, and you don't know how to get there, you could stop because you're confused and you're overwhelmed. But if you say, I just start here, and then as I keep walking, different ways will show up that'll take me there. Much like when I was homeless, man, when I was homeless and I was in poverty, I wanted to be a successful author. I managed to get there, but how I got there was unpredictable. In fact, when I wanted to be an author, the Internet didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. So how could I have sat there and said, well, I'll be an author when this mysterious thing called the Internet is somehow invented and discovered and promoted and then I get on it? That wasn't in the cards because I didn't even know it. And that's how it is with any of our goals. As you sit here, you may not see how to get to the very end result and to the manifestation of that big bodacious goal that you're longing for. But if you sit here and say, oh, what I'm supposed to do is get up and walk over to Amazon and buy Joe Vitale's new book, Anything is Possible. Yeah, yeah. I'm a marketing guy. You know, I got to slip in a plug for my own book. That's it's okay. called Anything is Possible. Seven steps for doing the impossible. That might be the very first step right there. Start with your shoes on. Well, you know, the, the thing that's very interesting is these steps, you know, this is what we talk about weightlifting. You need to build a base, and the base is normally a deadlift, a squat, and some form of a press. I'm an overhead guy, but we do floor presses here, meaning benches where we start them right off the rods and the power rack and we're laying on a platform not a bench but my point of the matter is just like with the seven steps here there's going to be a lot of stuff that people have not met up with but there's going to be things there i loved reading through it a lot of it is very simplistic in nature because it's things you don't think about. It's so many things people just bypass because, well, if I can go and look at this and it's a 30-minute workout and I have it on my phone, away I go. Well, you know what? That's all great. We need technology. But I'm telling you right now, I would put the challenge out to anybody because I got people that are calling me all the time. Come on over at all. Come to upstate New York. Come on, come work out here. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, unless you have a closed mind, it'll be the best workout you ever had. And just one thing, and then we'll wind it up. John McKean, as I was talking during the show, my childhood hero with the rack work, John said to me last time we spoke that the student now, in my opinion, has bypassed the teacher, meaning him, John lives in Ohio, and John is going to come to Albany, New York this summer, and I am going to work out with my hero, all right? Don't ever think this can't happen. Did I ever envision Dr. Joe Vitale coming on here? Um, I thought about him plenty, but we've been up over three and a half years, and here I am talking to this gentleman. Don't, uh, look, we all have hard times, but the thing is, you must rise. You must keep going. Um, Dr. Joe, uh, put out the website again, anything you want to uh, put out. Let me give out all my information and hang on the line, if you would, please, sir. Excellent. Well, first of all, I'd love it if people go check out my book, Anything is Possible. It's on Amazon in Kindle format and as a printed paperback with a nice photo of me on the cover with my, in fact, this is worth saying, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, this is my motto, it is what you accept. 
too many people say it is what it is and then they give up. I say no, it is what you accept. Mm-hmm. And then I'm holding a bag of nails, horseshoes, bars, and all kind of crap that I personally bent. I have a gift for everybody that's listening. I really appreciate being on this show. I wrote a book called Attract Money Now, and you can have it. Go to attractmoneynow.com. So many people have that as one of their goals. I wrote a book. has a seven-step formula in it, different from the seven steps I just talked about. This one's focused on money, and it's free at attractmoneynow.com. Thank you. Oh, yes, sir. It was a pleasure. Uh, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Um, go out to, as I said, FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Our big product, Winners and Champions, Inc. I said that. I changed that. I love that is everything we do here at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard, whether it's past, present, or again in the future. Also, our Prosperity Conscious page. Obviously, it takes a lot of money to run this show. I'm in and out of here getting work, whatever it is, whatever it takes to make these two companies multi-million dollar companies because you need money to do and offer solutions, to write books, to hire people, all these great things. But I'll tell you what, I've never been more proud of myself and my family for all we've accomplished here. And this is big. Dr. Joe can tell you from his experiences, I just from reading, he was homeless he didn't have a penny to his name, and he didn't have the Internet, and look where he is today. And that should inspire you along with everything. Also, too, if there's a show, we're going to get him back if i got to go to Texas and twist his arm. Um, we want to get him back on. Um, if there's a show you'd like Dr. Joe and I to do at Fiorella Barbell at nicap.r.com, um, please go out to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've got, and we appreciate that. If you want to get us in your car, AHA directory, that's AHA. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words to inspire. You could change somebody's life just like that. As my mom said when we were kids, and she still says it, Never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile. That might be all they get that day. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, squat it, press it, pull it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And um, the Great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher, that's one of the stones I designed and we built here, Dr. Joe. Um, it says domination on it in blood red. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. As Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. My friend, you'll hear that to the day we're gone, and we plan on hanging around here 30 more years. We're going to be mainstream, and we are going to be live. That's my vision. Also, too, Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. And quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. And John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, he would walk each patient to the door, no matter how busy he was, and he would say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day, or just walk around. You want to talk about having a mind shift? All three of those gentlemen are no longer with us, but they are with me in spirit every day. I love them all, and I miss every one of them, believe me. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming, because we're not going to kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Join the family. Join the revolution. I promise you the best 30 years, and we need one another. Les Brown. 
You all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We got your back and we believe in you. I don't know many people that would throw an offer out like that nowadays. And um, that's it. Uh, Dr. Joe Vitale, as I said, another uh, uh, not only a great podcast, but to think you and I are speaking, I, I'm pinching myself still. Um, this is an honor. And as we always say with alignment and everything, to think that you put this book out, and I sent a note, and you decided to come on here with me, and you're a fellow strongman. Um, that is divine intervention to me. So it's an honor, a happy 2018, and thank you for being on the show with me. Thank you. I look forward to the next one. Yes, sir. So for Dr. Joe Vitale, this is Eric Fiorello. This show will be up tomorrow morning. Um, and um, you know what I always say? The world is asking you to do something. It's not the other way around. So get out there and make a difference in everyone's life. So for Dr. Joe Vitale, this is Eric Fiorello. Have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.